welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to a very special podcast this evening, a nice roundtable discussion with some superstars of the Warhammer community and the podcast community, or at least we like to think so anyway. So I'm Dan from Heel and Hammer and with me as always is Wayne from Heel and Hammer. Hello Wayne. Hello. And then we dialed in some superstars. We've got Ben Curry from the Bad Dice podcast, superpower gamer of old and reformed character. How are you doing? Certainly a reformed character. I'd like to have you all know. Um, yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. No worries, I'm excited to talk to you. And of course, uh, the main man, Russ, the face veal from Facehammer, tournament legend. How you doing? I'm really good, mate. It's great to be here. <laughs> it sounds it. It sounds it. Good. So, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> That's the face over the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so welcome, one and all. We're super excited to be talking to you tonight about this. Uh, we've uh, been sitting on this for a while, and we're now officially allowed to uh, to come and talk to you. So we're going to. So I'm going to start off, and we're going to kind of tell this in a bit of a story mode for you and get to the, the meat and the bones a bit later on. So uh, first off, Wayne, I want to talk to you about where you were when you heard so an email came through the system uh my email and ben's and russ we all received an email wayne not being quite as tech savvy didn't quite get yeah, it i'm but... probably the only person on the planet that doesn't have an email no so you text me about I what was going on so it, but it was very cryptic wasn't it it was so what happened was uh, uh pete from games workshop so just pete from games workshop emailed and said and this is pete turns out it's pete from the studio in games workshop he said guys we would like your help to make something really cool and can you turn up at Games Workshop on this date? Uh, probably with a few days' notice was, was all we got. And, um, and Wayne, what was your gut feeling when I told you about this? Well, obviously, I phoned you straight away. Mm. And uh, once you actually told me what was going on, well, it's kind of told me what was going on, but we didn't know what was going on. Mm. Then I had to explain that to my wife, and she kind of um, rolled her eyes at me, and I said, I love you, but I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, and, and that was that. And then and Ben, and ben what, what was your thoughts when you uh, got this m- mystical email? I just, I just rang you guys. I think I phoned you, Dan. I was at work, and it's just like super excitement, like squee, and you know, excitement, <laughs> excitement noises. <laughs> just like there's only one thing we're being invited in for. Um, it's not to design models and stuff like that, is it? So no, you know, all your cogs start wearing, all the things you're thinking it could be, and hoping and dreaming it might be. Um, so yeah, it was, it was seriously cool. Cool. And and what about you, Russ? I know uh, you had a similar reaction, did you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, where I work, I kind of have access to my phone. So I come out of a day at work and it, it basically brightened my day up. But I, I had a cryptic text from you basically saying, check your mail. So I did. And then I rang you. And it was kind of like like Ben said, really, your, your head starts buzzing. You start, this excitement starts building straight away, doesn't it? Because it's almost like kid in the candy store, you know, like night before Christmas, however you want to, uh, what analogy you want to use. Yeah, well, so the one, that, the one that always tickles me, and this is the one that I related to Wayne, was it was, uh, we'd been given the golden ticket to uh, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, handed to us, but you can only make it on this day. And that was, uh, that's the one that sticks with me. And, that, and that's basically what happened. And, you know, we all, we had about four days notice to this, we're all busy people. I know Ben and I are self-employed, you know, Wayne and Russ are in full-time, very busy jobs. Uh, you know, there's families involved in everything. And all of us 
when the call came, made it happen, didn't we? <laughs> and and carted ourselves <laughs> down to Games Workshop. So uh, off we popped to Nottingham. Uh, we did. Uh, we we were invited to a dinner where we were going to get told about what we're actually there for. But you know, such is the geekiness of us. We didn't really ask, didn't really care. We just made sure we were there. And uh, so we turned up at dinner after doing the usual thing of Warhammer World. For those of us that, that don't see it often, we did the exhibition, all the other cool things there. And then so we sat around a table, and Pete and Ben from. Uh, not Ben, another Ben from Games Workshop Studio, come and talk to us, and another gent called Andy, who's also Games Workshop, and uh, some folders come out and bits and pieces. And Ben, do you want to talk us through that moment? Yeah, sure. So it's proper like something off you see off the TV with a you know cop drama sliding a, a file across the table. Um, <laughs> all the food had come out, and we just opened up all these books, and it was basically everything you could hope for when it comes to what you want Games Workshop to do with AOS. Um, new rules, all that sort of thing, super secret. You guys get to have a look and give some feedback on it. Um, and Yeah, so excitement at this level was <laughs> just for the roof. Um, and I think Russ just mentioned earlier, yeah. his food was forgotten. <laughs> Everyone's piling into the box. And yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. I think it's the only time I've seen Dan get that distracted from his dinner. But we, <laughs> it went quiet, didn't it? But it wasn't quite because we were eating. Yeah. It's quite because we were pouring over these documents and just trying to yeah. absorb everything before they realised. Actually, no, give them back. Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> once they send it. So Pete, uh, it's hard if if you know Pete, he's he's quite like a, a cheeky chappy is the best way to say it. And he sort of smiles up as he does with this little his little head moving, and he says. He says, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're going to basically make this book and we, we think you guys can probably help us out. And we're sort of there, flick through the thing. And he's like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do a few different things. And then one of those we want some input in is uh, this this matched play idea. So um, it includes a point system. And we sort of all looked at each other and <laughs> sort of couldn't believe what was happening. And then, yeah, cue silence and we all start flicking through the book. And I should say it wasn't just about point system. This is one thing I want to talk about the whole book as a whole. So I know, Ben, you've, you've, uh, you explain this best. Do you want to explain a little bit about the General's Handbook, as it's going to be known? Yeah, so the title's going to be the General's Handbook. It's kind of pegged for a summer release. Um, it's got three main ways of playing Age of Sigmar. It's not ways of playing, it's new ways to play. So you've already got your four-page rules, um, and this is basically a... A book which includes a, no- a load of new ways to play um match play narrative play and open play um so open play is kind of already what we've got no restrictions um it's just basic age of sigmar um you know you can do whatever you do now you can chat to your mate so me and dan could play and you know we, we have a discussion before we start put the models on um just normal age of sigmar um and then narrative play is like the campaign so you know, they've done different campaign releases over the past. Um, Blood in the Badlands, I think was a White Dwarf mm-hmm. one, and some similar ones like that. So there's going to be campaign systems, five different ones in the book. Um, one of those is going to include the match play um, variant on the campaigns, but it's ways to like play through a story arc. Um, you see, you know, you, you, set, you build your campaign and your games around a certain story. You build your army up as you go along. Um, and the, the final one, which obviously we're all hardcore tournament gamers we're dead interested in, is the match play. And they're actually going to be um, allowing, putting rules into the games and points into the games to be able to pair off and play tournament-style games using a point system. Or indeed, it should be said, not just tournament, but matched, as the word suggests. You know, you and I don't yeah. know each other, we can turn up and play, and um, which is something... So it's a way to basically turn up and play a balanced game between two strangers using the same system that they've remotely come up with a list 
or or a force for yeah which is fantastic so and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit but yeah so we've got these there's i think the book if i'm right in in saying is 22 battle plans which is fantastic uh there's loads of there's sort of six pitch battles as they're known which we will talk about in a minute because we were involved with those uh and you've got another sort of four or five campaigns through the book that's 160 odd pages of it so it's it's a fairly uh hefty book and a fantastic price as all these uh printed medias have been from games workshop at the moment so so we had this food which is great uh, um, and I didn't go to bed till about 3 a.m. What time did you go to bed in the end, Russ, when, by the time you'd done it? Well, when we got back to the hotel, we were in the lobby, and I went, do you want to go up and talk about it a bit more? <laughs> and um, <laughs> we we were literally just... You got invited back to Russ's room. Yeah, yeah, well, it was well, Hotel Healing. Yeah. You know, um, so we basically just, I think it was about oh, 2 in the morning before we sort of decided actually we need to go to bed. I thought it was quite funny the discussion about what time to start the next day as well. <laughs> yes, how did yeah, you like, like everyone there at nine then? And Dan's like nine. What can we not be there at seven? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get up at five, and uh, I just wanted to get on with it. It was one of these things we, we were given an opportunity to to give s- some feedback and be involved with creating something, and we got a day. So let's make the most of the day. So yeah, uh, w- Wayne, you and I obviously went to bed late, uh, as did Russell. I'm sure Ben did uh, when he got home reading it. But we were pretty excited about it. Weren't I we? think the excitement level was uh, kind of different because we're all kind of in this hobby from like slightly different you know the style of game we play as well you know competitive level hobby game and all that kind of stuff i think the most exciting thing that stood out about the what we thought was going to happen with this book and what has actually happened is the fact that it's a book for everyone mm. um regardless of how you play age of sigma or how you want to play it this book will cover it yeah. and it's um, i think it's you know, great to close the loop isn't it i mean yeah, like absolutely for, for any way you want to play and almost for me the validation of saying you know, you can you can play it your way, and and you know, competitive play is, is valid, and if you want to play that way, but so is open, and so is story based. Do what you want, you know, and that's always been the great ethos behind Age of Sigma, which I think makes it such an exciting game to play because it is it appeals to everyone. It's got such a wide audience that it appeals to. I think the massive thing as well that's to, to take into account is this: when when you um, obviously there's so many releases from Games Workshop at the moment, so many books novels and this and the other but this is this is i would say this is the one book that if you play age of sigmar everybody needs this book yeah because it, it, yeah, it, it is something for every single player out there it's the it's the one book that tight you know it doesn't matter what you play it doesn't matter how you play this is what you need yeah and it, yeah, it's, it's the handbook isn't it that's the end of the day it's yeah. aptly named everyone needs to have it really i mean from our point of view we're we're really pushing the club at the moment um we want to get guys down the games club and that involves you know 12 of us or 16 of us it's been the last few meets practicing hard with our south coast gt list and then at the same time we've got new guys coming in who um have said oh i've got some models from fifth edition can i come down and play and you know this book will apply to both groups and it's great it's just you know exactly what you want really it's fantastic yeah it really is and and for us so we 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 had this this late night early morning and i suppose we should describe the moment for me anyway i mean i didn't even know there was a front entrance to games workshop as far as i knew it was just warhammer world so and then and uh, we get a text that says meet we're at the front entrance I was, where's the front entrance so and there's oh yeah by the by the gold sigmarine so we yeah. <laughs> pop me down uh <laughs> let through and uh rolls up and we're playing uh basically in like what's the best way to describe it a boardroom uh, is that the the best way um, yeah, it's behind the prosecutor wings, wasn't it? So if you look at the photos yeah. of the front of the building, you've got the Liberator, or the Sigmarine, as Dan calls it. Mm. You've got the Liberator, and then in the background, you've got the the prosecutor wings on the front of the building, and we're playing in that room. 
yeah. Uh, so all the tables get moved away and gaming tables, like, like you know, like it's normal. Yeah, just put some gaming tables down here. And for for me, I'd never been in there. There was, you know, some bits you could see of some beautiful how the models were molded and this kind of stuff. And so we get taken into a little room and, uh, you know, Russ, who walks who walks in as we're sitting in this little room? None other than your, your hero, <laughs> Jervis Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think pretty much all of us have, uh, he's, you know, he's had such an influence on our, on our sort of childhoods and some of the games we've played. I mean, it was just, it was a bit surreal to be honest, but it was great to, uh, great to have that moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and, and Wayne, you were, it was, it was like two old people of Wargame. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> two, two, uh, stalwarts. That's the word I was looking for having a chat. Yeah, we had a little chat, obviously, before we got down to business about, um, you know, I said, about, you know, so what was your first model then? Which was yeah, your first yeah, game? Yeah. yeah, we did that, you know, <laughs> old boy bonding. Yeah, we were, just, we were debating things like, so for those of you who don't know, you know, Jervis obviously had a massive input with the rest of the rules guys uh, in in the system and uh, just been able to chat philosophical, philosophical sort of approach to the game and, um, you know, you guys were winding back the clock, Wayne, weren't you, about, uh, you know, when you started with no points and, and all yeah, this kind of stuff. Yeah, even talking about a, a, a game that was pre-Warhammer. Mm. Um, which, oh, yeah. yeah, so we we were talking about about that. that was, obviously, it was a, a GW game. Um, it was a skirmish game. Um, yeah. funnily enough. Um, but yeah, no, you had we had that chat because obviously we wanted to do that. We all wanted to speak to Jervis and and you know just because you, you know it's that thing you, you take that opportunity, don't you? Mm. When am I going to get and when am I going to have to sit down and have a chat with this guy? When am I going to get the opportunity again? So you, yeah. you take it. Yeah, I think it's good as well because at the end of the day, we're all war gamers. So you know, we yeah. we all got something to talk about and. Like you say, I mean, that's why we do our shows. We can talk about wargaming for hours, can we? So, <laughs> yeah, stand we on do. a little soapbox, yeah. And, and of course, the, the, the re- one of the reasons we were, we were asked to come is to, to play test some of the scenarios in the match play bit and, <clears> and, <throat> and look at points and, and just look at a, a few things that were going on. And uh, that was cool. So we sat down there, didn't we, and had a good... And each time we came into the room, we had a chat about the scenario that was was there and maybe some tweaks and some of our own opinions on the scenarios and um, perhaps the victory conditions and things and then went away and played it so ben do you want to tell us a little bit about the, your gaming experience at, um, and what went on in that that aspect oh R- russ killed nagash we loved it <laughs> red, red, red <laughs> yeah <laughs> well now i had a i um i, I wasn't sure i'm bringing the chaos dwarfs because you know the forge world and all that sort of thing so i brought someone dead and Played with the gash, test out some of the um, new summoning ideas and things like that. Um, the scenarios are fantastic, and what really struck me was um, you read the scenario and you think, you know, I'm a big boy, know how to play. Um, you read the scenario and you think, yeah, this is this is clear or it's not clear, and you say it straight away. And then you play you play it in a way where you are actually playing to test the scenario, um, and then you have the same conversation at the end of the game. And it's wildly different after one game. And, you know, how many times I've been to events and I've written scenarios for events and things like that. And getting everyone as a group all with the same mentality of let's pick these things apart. Um, it was really cool to see um, just the process of playtesting the scenarios, getting them down and um, getting them tight. And what was fun as well was I think I played two games. So I think we played three games over the day, so I got a chance to watch other guys doing the same thing in the third game. And I sat out, and because um, we had an uneven number, I think. So 
play testing the scenarios for the book was, was really good fun and um especially in that environment you know chilling out in the in the boardroom with the prosecutor wings on the front windows watching daniel and play jervis johnson and <laughs> <laughs> talk to wayne's little men as they're all moving him and yeah, yeah my army. Jervis played with your army yeah you? i was happy <laughs> he was about yeah, as excited so as i was about playing he's never gonna wash him again uh, no. it, it was just a proper I don't know, amazing experience, but also quite surreal. I also do remember being very ill for the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah you weren't well. Yeah, not, not a well boy. But yeah, it, it was fantastic. I mean, one of the things that really brought it home was, uh, I know we, we say we, um, we all love the game, we talk about it all the time on the podcast, we go to these tournaments, but see, particularly seeing Dan. Dan was just so excited all weekend, <laughs> just blew anything out of the water. He was like a little boy making his first trip to... <laughs> Um, see Santa it was amazing so I mean you know you've asked me Dan what what about you getting to play Jervis what was that like yeah so so for me I should say that there, there was a lot of uh, things we did at the weekend so we uh, we Games Workshop treated us fantastically they 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 put us up they took us for lunch in Bugman's and everything else so we're sitting in Bugman's bar sitting next to Jervis chatting games with him and things but yeah and there's a bit so anybody who's been to Games Workshop will know this so kind of this this bridge I like to think of it as like the bridge of Khazad Doom it's like uh, this big long that sort of goes out the back of the canteen to another place that doesn't really exist it's like a mythical yeah. place and we come out the other side of it to walk across and i was like hold on guys we need to stop and just take this moment in i've been coming here since i was like 16 and never been across this bridge and uh yeah so you know there was that and um yeah just being a, and and so when the games and they were like you know let's pair off i was like please let me play jervis i want to play jervis. <laughs> um, just because it's yeah it's one of those there's a photo of the event which i'm sure the, the listeners will have seen by now and it's uh of me playing jervis and the one photo that we've got i'm not even smiling <laughs> so but yeah it was really great and um, game face yeah it was and just chatting to jervis really and understanding how much of a gamer he is and he, and some of the people we'd seen in white dwarf over the years he was saying you know i've been in contact with and then i was talking to him just about his army you know do you play do you, you know what, what do you play with what, what do you paint and all this kind of stuff and just having a game and it was fantastic absolutely brilliant um honestly uh it's easy to say but literally probably the best moment of my hobby life and i've done lots of things in this hobby i'm very fortunate but it was yeah it was one of the best so and and being able to provide feedback for something that's hopefully going to give people enjoyment i know wayne's said it before it's kind of like a bit of a childhood dream isn't it wayne in terms of you know being able to have an input on the books and things that other people would uh absolutely i think it's that um you know we've all been playing a while now you know, we've all, you know, we've all, you know, invested a lot of time, effort, money. You know, we love what we do. Um, but then actually being able to have the opportunity to play a part in something that's going to happen or is happening. Um, it's a bit mind-blowing, really. And sort of, you know, even now after we've, you know, this was, a, what, a month ago, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, just over a month ago. And um, you still got to pinch yourself because, you know, being allowed into that circle to be mm. able to, you know, test stuff. What, what I found really, really refreshing as well was, the scenarios that we had, one of the scenarios that we played, me and you played, Dan, mm. um, it didn't work. No. And we, and we just said, you know, it, it doesn't work. And Jervis was brilliant. He just went, okay, it's gone. Yeah. And, and he, just, he just scrubbed it off and, and came up with another scenario. And I was going to talk to Russ about this because now Russ is uh, obviously done a fantastic job on the South Coast pack in terms of the battle plans and all the rest of it. And so we were all sitting around talking about different scenarios and victory conditions. We did a lot of this chat in the night before. And Russ, you must have found it that um, how open Games Workshop were about just, no, that don't work, bin it, cross this out, try this. And listening to ideas was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think it is always great to be involved in that and from my point of view 
um, watching the scenarios being played. And we, we tried to, we looked at them, we wanted to keep them varied and interesting. And we also were looking at, can we make it work? What if we change this? What if we change that? And and it did feel like a two-way process. It wasn't, here's the, here's the thing, what do you think? And then we might take it on board. It was, it was a very organic process and sort of going into the boardroom um, sort of by the side, sort of the side little little meeting room to talk through the uh, the missions we were gonna we were gonna sort of test um, and sort of just almost theory crafting it straight away and saying well, we're not sure about that not sure about that making a couple uh, red pen edits so then going in playing the mission and actually during you know after the game immediately going okay well that that worked really well I think the the game me and Ben played that scenario felt really really quite quite balanced and good and and felt right and conversely you you guys basically were like well this isn't this isn't really working and then sort of jervis disappeared to to basically do a quick let's make a new scenario and <laughs> and sort of disappeared during the second set of games and come back and yeah, oh, it, was, yeah. it was fantastic i mean you know being i mean i've being involved in that sort of you know very briefly and and you know sort of helping with that design process is you know, at the end of the day, it's a bit of a childhood dream, isn't it? I mean, we've been playing these games since we were kids and, you know, we love it. And being involved in that is just an absolute privilege and being invited up and, and you know, I always, I didn't imagine that they, you know, that Games Workshop wouldn't want to know our input. Obviously, they wouldn't have asked us there, but it was uh, it was brilliant of how, um, how well it all worked. And only one day, but we got so much covered. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It was it. It was fantastic to be asked, and I think uh, it should say how sort of historic, I suppose, it is. I can't remember the last time that this kind of thing happens where Games Workshop, you know, Willy Wonka it and opened the doors and said, you know, you guys, we 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 want to make this as cool as we can. Can you, you know, can you come and play some games? And 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 that was brilliant. And the two way approach is was fantastic. And uh, Jervis is a pro, isn't he? I mean, like you say, he, he looked at it, he went, yeah, don't like this or don't like this. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Comes back, slams it on the desk, and just the creative process. As a guy that. Um, you know, I spend all day sorting problems out and doing people. I don't get too much creative in a creative process very often. And it was just refreshing to see how this kind of stuff got done. And, you know, just, just people who like the hobby playing games. He yeah. processes things really quickly, doesn't he? As yeah. you're talking to him, like when we sat in the boardroom and we're kind of like the room next to where we were playing and we went through the first three scenarios and we're kind of bouncing ideas off each other and talking about this, that and the other. And he's just scribbling away, taking notes and this, that. And he's taking it all on board and he's processing it really, really quickly and making it work and adjusting stuff. And it was it was great watching that actually because obviously, you know, we all know Jervis, Jervis you know, as you know the, the you know the great figurehead of GW that he is. Um, but actually seeing the guy, you know, working, watching mm. you know watching the the cogs turn and him, him doing that, actually that was great. Yeah, it was really and, good. And not even just Jervis. I mean, um, there was yeah you know, there was Ben and Pete from the studio there who have a massive input in this stuff. There's obviously other people involved. It's such a big team effort um, from chatting to the guys that um, to be even a little part of that was was really cool. And I think um, you know we've we've and it wasn't just the day, was it? We should say I know um, Ben and Russ, you've uh, you've all been involved with this. Is you know back and forth about points. FAQs, all these bits and pieces surrounding the game, which has been which has been really cool, really cool to be asked to be involved. And the Games Workshop have gone really well on the community. I mean, Ben, you uh, as a person who's been involved in the the community and, and things for some time, as we all have, um, what, what's your thoughts on this new sort of approach uh, to not only this day but the general, you know, the Facebook and Games Workshop coming out into the community? Yeah, it it's just great. And I know everyone says they should have been doing it all along, and they should, but. They weren't for whatever reason. And the fact that they're here now and doing it and doing a fantastic job of it as well, it's really exciting. Like, 
they're doing things like just posting random blog posts of you know uh, like beast tracking in the realm of realm of beasts and different monster footprints and just fun stuff on the social media just to get people involved and posting and taking part in the community never mind the books that are coming out or the models that are being released they're just getting people who are massive fans of games workshop on the games workshop page talking about games workshop and it's just awesome at the moment and i think this general's handbook is is gonna just increase that it's you know it's the tool that you're gonna need to just drive that community even more and i don't think i think people who want to hate will hate but i don't think you can actually pick a bad thing about the book um, I, I think it's going to open the floodgates for a whole yeah. new generation of gamers and inject a load of enthusiasm and and exactly what what we want for Major Sigma and I think it's definitely it's definitely going to do that. So Russ, as a tournament gamer uh, who's been very successful over the years, you must have been really pleased to see the return of this uh, points and structures because you know it's quite exciting, isn't it? Um, le- listing and, and trying to work out what you can do to compete and um, and play your mates is that something that's been exciting you? Yeah, I think um, it, it, when you've got a, something to think about when you're not actually at the gaming table um, to prepare for for something, it's it's a great a great thing to be a distraction, basically, isn't it? And I think when I when we were doing the whole South Coast GT process, and I was getting people saying, oh, you know, emailing me and saying, oh, you know, this bit I like, this bit this doesn't really work for us. Can you clarify this? And it was going, you know, do it do it how you want use it as a as a as a base as a foundation and what i think this book's going to be fantastic for is it's a foundation for people out there you can play it straight out of the book if you want but if you want to take take what's in there and and build on it and you can say well actually i want to play a ladder league and, and i'm going to use bits of it and i'm going to change a few bits and if you're not quite as experienced as us that basically have to come up with a system from scratch there's something to build on and work on and whether that's your club game in or you're going to run a tournament and you're going to run the scenarios um you know the bat the battle line pitch battle scenarios from from the book and you're going to um go down that route or you're just actually going to go well, let's do a narrative campaign weekend as an event organizer but even if you're just a gaming club or even just playing with your mates or down your local gw store it's a great way to build on that and i think it's going to really sort of get the ball rolling for excitement for new players coming into the uh the age of sigmar experience that we've been you know we've been part of it from from the get-go but i think it's really going to sort of break down those barriers that maybe people are thinking or oh, not quite sure not you know need a bit of structure and i think this is great because it's given everyone that foundation to work from yeah no i agree and i want to come to wayne on this actually so because we've we talked a lot about this on the show we've interviewed some great people that really love the open play you know the and the narrative and yeah. all the bits and pieces where you know you don't have these points and, and love it and there's plenty of people on the closed facebook groups that are all pro no points and stuff and this the, the, and again bringing it back to the book the, the best thing about it is you can do any of it and it's something for everyone and, and wayne you enjoy this open play idea don't you know we've both been playing that way i love the the scenarios where you you know you actually um well we when we spoke to jervis about this you know the way he envisions envisions warhammer as a whole is that you are two directors you know and you're making a film and then that game decide that game is decided on the cast that you pick your armies mm. to play you know to to play out the film you know um and I love that because you have that discussion you work out your armies you play the you play um you know one of the stories from the book or wh- however you want to do it um I think the importance of this book you know is that it, it covers everything it's this isn't just another publication at the time it releases it will be the publication because it will be it it you know, and I've said this earlier, but it, it is literally everything for everyone. Mm. 
you know. And if you're so, not keen on points, then you don't use that part yeah. of the book. That's well, the beauty of it. We've got a lot of new players coming into AOS now. We've found that with the Southcash GT, loads and loads of new players coming in. Um, I think what you'll find now is that will grow because it's growing anyway. But also we're going to get a lot of the players that may be dropped out of AOS are going to come back because this book gives them what they want and it gives everyone else what they want. So I think... I think there's going to be explosion of players. Once his book drops, I think there's going to be a massive explosion of players. Yeah, it's, and, totally agree with that. Yeah, and it's uh, it's going to be exciting to see. But the main thing for me and the takeaway from this is that you can play how you want to play. The options are there. I've been exposed, and I remember talking to Jervis about this. So, and we've we've covered this on the show before, I'm sure. Uh, as a person that's grown up since the age of 12, 13 with the game, games workshop. I'm a games workshopite. You know, I I'm used to picking points from a list because they say I can, and that's what we play. And then you've got. 10 years older than me is Wayne who played where you didn't have that structure. And, and when I was talking to Jervis, I was like, you know, I've been conditioned by you guys to, yeah. to, to play this way. But what's been great about age of Sigma not having it is I've now been exposed to a different way of playing. And you and I, like when we're playing Wayne are, are quite happy to, to do that. Um, and I'll be equally happy to play in a tournament with a set of structure. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's how many games cool. out there actually give you the option, Mm. Yeah, the, 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 an actual a definite option to play the game you know exactly how you want mm. the, i can't think of another game that does that no so i think, think that's that was such an in, innovative and brave step in the, this game is actually to say you know you you guys decide and you know put the onus on the player and i think this really does complete the circle for people who just perhaps need a bit more structure but also give some more cool stuff to use if you don't play that way and you want to play open or, or you know narrative it's brilliant yeah. and, and and again games workshops approach to this listening to the, the feedback and everything else and, and come in and put in this book there is is brilliant so i just want to touch on before we start to wrap this little sort of brief session as i'm sure we will all cover more follow-ups of this uh, on our show but we really wanted just to chat to you about our experience uh, on this day i just want to talk about your highlights so russ what was your what was your sort of outstanding highlights of the the day and the process I would say it was killing the gash, but (laughs) (laughs) I think it was for me, it was, it was just the whole experience It's so hard to pick a moment, but probably the train ride back. And I could sat there with a little sense of bewilderment on my face, listening to my audio book, just thinking, did that really happen? (laughs) And I just, yeah, it was just the whole day really. It was just fantastic. And what about you, Ben? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) it was just the start to finish. It was mental. Um, I think one of the things was when we was all sat in the restaurant, I think we'd, We'd sat down, we'd had a chat, we'd look at the menus, and then it was kind of like the calm before the storm. We all kind of wanted to say, "All right, so what's happening?" Um, but none of us wanted to see seem too super keen because all <laughs> you know, far too cool for that. Yeah. Um, and then they brought out these folders, and it was just literally like, "You guys can go home now if you want." We're just gonna sit here and read. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> it was literally just, it was just the most, like Russ said, the most surreal experience. Um, also, the most amazing. Um, you know, I've I've done the playtesting before, um, and this just it was this was a different situation and a whole different level, and it, just the whole reveal of it, like boom, this is everything all in one hit. Um, fill your boots, come back in the morning and tell us what your thoughts are. And that that moment in the restaurant, I think, was the highlight for me. Awesome. And what about you, Wayne? Um, it was when I got home actually, when we had the long drive home, and obviously, you know, that's all we talked about on the way home. I got in. Um, Back to normal life. Um, spoke to my uh, wife, you know, briefly about you know my weekend, um, <clears throat> and then uh, she went upstairs. One one of the kids woke up. She she went upstairs, and I literally just I was sitting in my front room on my own, and I thought 
I feel like just running around the house, <laughs> sort of like a two-year-old. And I kind of was obviously, you know, I'm far too mature for that. Hmm. But it was that kind of quiet. You had that moment when you're around and you're sort of sitting there quiet and you think, this is amazing. I hmm. didn't ever think that when I started playing, you know, at the age of 14, I think it was, that I'd be... I'd, I'd be part of something like that. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I mean, absolutely we, great. I mean, we've done some fantastic things in, in through the show and, and you know, the, the the fact we've got so many listeners and everything else and all these things we've done. You know, Ben and Russ have been to ETCs with me and played for a country at, at Warhammer and all this kind of stuff. These are excellent experiences. But this was still, for me, uh, the highlight. And I can only really echo what the other guys said, which was that I remember standing outside at the end of the day and we we're all sort of like, that yeah. just happened we were having a conversation about we standing we next the to the liberator um, yeah like what just what just went down especially as you know uh, wayne and i have approached games workshop many times over the years for for um, bits and pieces and you know it's always been a policy that they couldn't help and and this is just unbelievable so i really my main hope for all the listeners and the people that listen to this and all the gamers is that hopefully you enjoy it i think that having seen the the process uh and seeing the, the people the great people like ben and pete and uh, Jervis and the whole team that work on it is they really are just gamers who just want to make good stuff for for you know other gamers and I hope that um, with everything that's gone it, it, this book's going to be really well received so uh, great job Games Workshop and, and we certainly appreciate our invite so before we go I think one final reminder on the book and all the great things that's in it Ben lead us on yeah so okay I can't believe I'm actually saying this on a podcast in front to the whole world you know I've been keeping it so quiet so this is the general's handbook it's uh, penned for a summer release. There's going to be three different styles of gaming, open play, narrative play, and matched play. So that's just basic pickup games, um, you know, or just more like using just all your stuff and playing Age of Sigmar. Narrative games where you can play through the stories, um, kind of similar to what are in the, um, the Realm Gate Wars books at the moment, I guess. Um, and then matched play, where there's going to be actual points from Games Workshop for the Age of Sigmar models, and you can play matched games, practice games, pick up games, friendly games, games where you can just turn up against another person and not need any discussion and just um, get your armies out of a box. These are actually, I don't think we mentioned it yet, these are actually going to be 2,000 points. So it's proper um, harking back to classic Warhammer. So 2,000 points is kind of the the two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour battle. There's different levels of battle in the book, um, different points values, and that's the beauty of it. As Wayne said earlier, I think you can... This book is for people who want to play small battles with a few models and epic battles. It's all in here. Um, full rules for five different types of campaigns, including Path to Glory, which I think we've seen already um, in... Is it the Advent Calendar that had yes. this in? Yeah, yeah, it was. Similar to that. Um, 22 all-new battle plans with Path to Glory-sized games with your small war bands all the way up to huge narrative battles, including all the biggest, largest heroes. Um, I guess similar to what was in the end time books, that sort of level with epic battles with the biggest characters. Um, rules for multiplayer and team games as well, which is cool. You know, age, uh, the Throne of Schools always have the double events, um, so it would be cool to see uh, some good rules, side rules for doubles. Um and then points values again for every... See, I can't stop smiling when I say this. Points values for every War Scroll and War, war Scroll Battalion in the Edge of Sigmar um, and rules for using them in your game. So, yeah, it's pretty much... If you'd have asked any of our listeners to write their wish list for what they'd like Games Workshop to release, I, I think this would be exactly what they'd all been asking for. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And it, as you say, it feels a bit odd talking about this because <laughs> we've not been allowed to talk about it for so long. So uh, we're going to take our house in a minute. Um, but yeah, so fantastic. And um, again, to finalise, I just want to thank Games Workshop for listening to the community and, and um, putting this book there and inviting us and, and letting us be part of it. And hopefully everybody's going to enjoy it. So guys, thanks for coming on. And uh, again, making this work at short notice. We got, we got there in the end. And uh, when Games Workshop calls, we attend so uh we'll see you again on all our shows um so ben where can they listen to you yeah sure so it's the bad dice podcast you can google that and um, you can find us on itunes and all the usual places you'd get a podcast um if you'd like to get in touch you can drop me uh, a tweet i suppose at ben at bad dice underscore podcast or just drop me an email at ben at bad dice podcast it's all the bad dice podcast <laughs> <laughs> great news and and russ where can we hear your tones uh, facehammer.co.uk I mean you can google facehammer and you can follow us on twitter and get us on at facehammer underscore and we've obviously got all the usual ways to get the iTunes and RSS feeds and all that kind of jazz but the best way to go to the website all the information's on there great news and of course us dan at healandhammer.com for the email you can get us at healandhammer.com and again as per the other guys we're on itunes and all the other sorts of feeds twitter's the main one for us at healandhammer and at wayne kemp 13 and i would encourage anybody it doesn't matter what show you've listened to this on to listen to all three we've all got different angles wayne and i do a bit of everything uh, russ does a lot of great tournament reports and coverage and a bit of everything ben does again tournament reports and a bit of everything they're a bit of everything for everybody so just make sure if you haven't heard the shows you go and subscribe and listen to them all because there's something there for everybody great news thanks guys and uh, we'll see you out there on the tables bye bye see you soon to make sure you don't miss out on any more hammer to your face subscribe to us on itunes add our rss feed to your reader and follow us on twitter at facehammer underscore we hope you enjoyed the show if you'd like to give us some feedback we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening